When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody and welcome to a late night and very short preview of Villa versus Forest. Um it's Tuesday, it's Thursday night, it's, what, it's quarter past ten here in Ireland. It's been a long, long day, but tomorrow is the day that myself and Paddy head over to, to Villa Park. So I'll take a long day today um to have the excitement of going over tomorrow. But I didn't want to let it pass without doing a preview. Uh, short and all as this one will be, it'll only be maybe about 15 minutes. But I didn't want to leave a pass because this is a really important game for Aston Villa at the weekend. Um, and and I, I'm I'm just going to probably end up saying it from here on in that nearly every game we play from now until the end of the season would be our most important game of the season because we've nothing left to lose. Anything we get from here, if we if we like nine games, you win. Let's say you win five of those nine games you should really be banging with a chance of getting Europe. And the reason I say that is because it would mean if we went, if we play those five games and let's say we get a result against Brentford, we get a result against the likes of United that we've got coming up. You know, there's, there's a, um, uh, th- there's a possibility. There's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. And uh, it's like, like we've, our running isn't, isn't that, isn't, isn't that easy. So every single game from here on in, I think is going to be our most important game. And that's brilliant. That's the way we want it. We want every game at the end of the season to be a most important game. God knows that we've been playing in leagues before, uh, in, specifically in the Premier League when we were a mid-table team. Back maybe in the, the early 2000s, maybe even uh, at some stages in the late 90s. And we were playing for nothing. The last nine games were dead rubbers. And we knew we weren't going to get down. We knew we probably weren't good enough to make a run to get into Europe. And now we're finally making that run. And it starts this Saturday at 3 o'clock against Nottingham Forest. So I'm absolutely thrilled to bits. It's, uh, I'm getting news, yeah, Macadamia is saying that it's going to be roasting in Brum this weekend. I've heard that it's going to be warm, all right, and my, my app says that it's going to be warm too. So um, I'm looking forward to it. That means you just got to hydrate a small bit more, doesn't it? Um, that means you just got to hydrate a small bit more. And God knows we're well used to that uh, as well. Um. Yeah, so I don't have Paddy tonight. I just said I'd jump on myself. Uh, but 
so keep your comments coming in there. Keep me company. But um, I suppose let's talk about the game a small bit. Let's talk about the potential uh, for this game. Uh, and Nottingham Forest, I have to say, are a funny fish at the moment. Um, they're not too dissimilar to the likes of Leicester or Chelsea this, at this moment in time. What I mean by this is that there's a small bit of an undercurrent of upheaval within the club at the moment. Um, we're, we're not too disassociated from uh, Steve Cooper being on his way out um, of Nottingham Forest. I think the last time we played him as well. If I'm not mistaken, there was rumours he was going to get the boot. And then we beat them. And then didn't he get a five-year contract? Or maybe he just got the five-year contract the week before we were supposed to play them. I think there was something in and around there. Uh, but they said they were thinking about sacking him. And then they didn't. And then they gave him a five-year contract. And now they're thinking about sacking him again. And bringing in Patrick Vieira. So Forest have their own little issues to deal with. And are coming to an informed team. A team that's banging form. But like with every single team in the Premier League, you can't take them for granted. I'm not going to say we took Leicester for granted because I think with Leicester's probably Leicester's best effort they scored with. Um, so we couldn't take Leicester for granted. We ended up getting the job done against Leicester, but you're not going to score 87 minute screamers and then get VAR overturned a penalty in 96 minute every game. So we're going to have to treat Forrest with the absolute respect that they deserve. Because they do have some very, very good players. Like I think we'd all agree that Brennan Johnson, if he was wearing claret and blue, we'd absolutely love him. He's really getting into. He's really becoming a um, a player that's kind of growing into the into the Premier League. And I think, regardless whether Forest stay up or not, and I think they will stay up. I think that Brennan Johnson will be a Premier League player next season. They've got. They've went and they've spent a lot of money. I really like. Um, I really like Fruler, the um, midfielder they have there as a midfield stopper. I think one of the biggest issues that they have is that the 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 rotation of the players that they have in there, they take out creativity and put in defensive players, and then the whole team gets a bit disjointed because they kind of play that Christmas tree formation. They're going to play four three two one all the way up. Like they've got Keller and Aves and goals, fantastic goalkeeper, like really good goalkeeper. They've got um oh what's the guy that they signed? Was it from uh? I can't remember where they signed him from. Is it Nikate, uh, the centre half? He's been injured a small bit. He's back in the team now. They've got um, Lodi, the, the guy that they signed from Atletico Madrid. They've got Nico Williams on the other side who's an attacking threat for them. So they've, they've got some decent options. But one of the biggest things is, you know, they're, they're, they're struck, stuck for goals. They're playing Gibbs White up top at the moment. Two goals all season in, 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 the, in the league. And hopefully he doesn't score again at the weekend. I was skeptical at the amount of money they paid they paid Wolves for him. I just don't see that amount of money of a player, but he's still a good player, if that makes sense. And uh, Villa are going to need to keep an eye out for him. They have an absolute laundry list of injuries at the moment. Chris Wood, Willie Bolly, Dean Henderson, Scott McKenna, Bianconi, Omar Richards, Ryan Yates, Serge Aurier, um, Emmanuel Dennis, all likely out at, at the weekend. Well, maybe Dennis might make the weekend, I think they said. But the rest of them are likely out. Um uh so it's uh you know they've and that just goes to show that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine players that they have out injured. And they're still like they're still definitely going to be able to field uh a squad of sixteen, seventeen of of squad of nineteen should I say at the weekend. They've invested an awful lot of money. I think they would be bonkers to get rid of uh, Steve Cooper. 
but who knows what happens if they don't get a result at the weekend. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because that can galvanize a team. Because I don't think that any of these players, specifically the players that came up from the championship, I don't think Brennan Johnson. If Brennan Johnson was asked in the morning, should you get rid of Steve Cooper? He'd say, no way. Got to hold on to him. I think the same might be said of uh, of some of the other players that came up, the Scott McKennas of uh, of the team and so on. I think that there's that there's a galvanizing uh, factor in Steve Cooper, but you know, you just don't know what way the wind is going to blow with the with the chairman um at the minute and you know, the what's what's rumbling around there can either be unsettling for the team or it can be galvanizing for the team. And thank God we don't have that issue on our side of the of the of the um the field here because I think our biggest decision obviously is going to be does Kamara come back in? Is he going to be fit? I personally don't think so. I think he'll have to do with a place in the bench. Are we going to start Traore? Is Bailey going to play? Will John Duran get a get a run? That's really the only position that's open for open for discussion at the moment. Ashley Young will most likely continue at right back and you're going to have I, I still think you're going to have Buendia, Luis, McGinn and Ramsey in that midfield area. And uh, it'll be a case of Bailey or Traore in there. But it's going to be an interesting team sheet tantrum. We're going to try and get the team sheet tantrum to you guys from Villa Park. Don't know how we're going to read your comments, but we'll, we might accost somebody on the side of the road and ask them to, to bring up the comments and show them show us the comments um, while we're doing it. Uh, but we will we will try and get a team sheet tension and just react to it uh, as well, maybe live outside Villa Park, um, if we can get up there. Um, but yeah, I think I think the team is going to be settled. Um, I'm going to give you guys my my score prediction first. I'm going to give it give you my score prediction now. I think Villa are going to score goals. I think this could be three, either two nil or three one to Villa is what I'm going to go with. Don't ask me why. I'm going to go three one Villa. Don't ask me why. Um, AVFC Stato throwing some stats there. I actually, yeah, I just saw if you guys didn't spot, didn't catch um, the Villa View with Stato earlier on, get on it ASAP. Um, there's some great stats there, but throwing some stats there for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Matt Hallinan, thank you so much again. Points for podcasters, still trying to get used to this confident feeling going into a match. Europe or no, best feeling since the promotion run. I absolutely agree. Like, um, I usually work from home. I work from exactly where you can see here. This is where I work from. And uh, I actually had to leave here and travel two hours to go to the office today, to go to the, go inside. And everybody, I don't know what gives it away, but everybody in my, in my place of work knows I'm a massive Aston Villa fan. And I swear, I probably lost about an hour and a half of productivity on work today, if not two hours of productivity, from people just coming up and asking me about Aston Villa. And that's kind of class. That's class from the point of view of, People are, are like the feel-good factor around Aston Villa. And these guys aren't Villa fans, like obviously. Some of them only have a passing interest in football. But, they, you know, Villa are Villa are, are, are getting noticed. I'm And I'm okay. I'm okay with going either way. I, I'm not one that buys into, the, in, into the, um, in the, the, the intangible of, do you want your team to go under the radar? Do you want your team to be confident? Uh, you just look at Newcastle United. They're, they're soaking in the adulation that they're getting and they're and they're rising above it and they're continuing to go on and and you know fair play to them let them do that um and i hope that this team can team can do it because we all want to be patted on the back we all want to be patted on the back and as a fan you want somebody to turn around and say god villa are doing good aren't they you know you don't want somebody to be turn to turn around and say oh god villa have been crap since kamara has been injured and then you know you know it's completely false 
I personally like to have people like, like I enjoy talking about Aston Villa. And I, I really enjoy talking about Aston Villa when we're doing good things because people might come up and say, Una Emery is doing a great job. And then it gives you the opportunity to say, yeah, he's great. Like, you know, in fairness, we got him at the right time. You see other clubs that maybe haven't got, got haven't got their manager and they're getting interim managers and, and so on to get them through to the summer. Whereas we can look forward and we can build and hopefully jump into Europe. That's a fun conversation to have with people. Or maybe I'm just maybe overly excited about Aston Villa. But that is, I, I find that a fun, fun conversation to have. And that's kind of the way that things are going at the moment uh, for us. Exactly, Matt. I, I agree with you. You know, this feel-good is this confidence. I'd say instead of a confidence, I'd say more of a feel-good factor about what we're seeing on the field and, and, and the cohesion of the team. That's what I have. I suppose you could call it confidence, but it's giddiness as well. And um, as I said before, you've got to celebrate the wins. You've got to celebrate the good times because there will be times and there will be times very soon where things might not be very good at all. And, uh, you know, you don't want to let the good times pass because you can't go back and celebrate them in retrospect because that way you might look like a bit of a bit, bit silly if you do that. So um, that's just my view on it. I'm sure you guys will have other views as well. So I think the team, I'm, I'm going to go with 2-0 Villa. I, I know, what did I say? 3-1, 3-1 Villa. And that's just because I want to see goals. Um, but I think the team will be pretty similar. I, I probably actually even think it barely starts. And he comes off and Bertrand Shorey comes on like happened last time. Mightn't be the most popular decision from the manager, but I just want to see go- some good football. To be honest with you, whoever plays, if it's Bailey, if it's Troy, it doesn't really bother me. I want to see McGinn in action. I want to see Louise pulling the strings back there. I want to, um, I want to see Watkins bag a goal. And uh, yeah, as I say, I'm just really, really, really looking forward to it. Um, some of your chats there. So shoots, shootings tweet asked me where am I sitting? I'm sitting in the opportunity. Um, you guys will know I am chairman of Lions Club for Connacht here, and uh, I got my tickets through the Lions Club network, so um, that's where the tickets are usually above in the upper opportunity. So, if there's anyone here coming from any of the Lions clubs overseas, give me a shout, you'll see me. Love to have a point with you beforehand. Um, uh, where are you? Uh, Top G's FIFA Gaming asks, Where are we staying? Same place we always stay when we go over. Stay in the Aston Social because that way we can just roll out of bed in the morning and roll over to the, roll over to the to the stadium. So, God bless Karen and all of the uh, and all of them in the in the Aston Social. They have to put up with the two of us. Um, boom, boom, boom. where are we? Where are we there again? Um, Jet says I'm personally relishing playing these teams around us for the running. It's exactly who we need to beat to get there. Anyways, you're dead right, Jet. You're dead right. You know, um, saying that I'd like it a small bit easier, but you know, uh, it like playing Brentford. We if we if we if we are to get Europe on merit, we need to beat Brentford, and I think that that's a fair, that's that's a a, a fair, a fair fight, I suppose. Really, you know, if we are to get Europe, we have to beat Brentford, and and it's as simple as that. If we are to get Europe, we have to be Brighton at la- on the last day of the season. If we are to get Europe, we have to get get results at. Newcastle get results away at Wolves, you know. Call me naive, call me drinking the Kool Aid or whatever, but 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 we could like like as I say, there's there's nothing to say that we go unbeaten in all those games, and that's what it is. We're at the stage where it's. I think I think we win at the weekend. We're in a must not lose territory. After that, for the last night, the last eight games, and it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be fun, and it's it's you know. 
it's 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 going to be hopefully there'll be opportunities where we we get really excited, you know, and we be able to puff out our chest because there's no point following a team if you don't want to be excited. Um, and yeah, I don't need an, an invitation to be excited at the best of times. Um, where else are we? Uh, yes, Duncan Kilburn says the Holy Trinity Pete Canadian Pete is flying over for the match as well. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get to meet him at some stage over the weekend. Um, gonna try, but like obviously he he's got a, a busy schedule and um. Just with some of the stuff he's doing, I was watching his podcast. But if we can, certainly, I'm gonna try and meet him before the game for sure. Um, see if we can get to meet him. Um, but 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 where else are we? Uh, so John Steele says, uh, of all the goals scored within the first 15 minutes, Villa have scored 39% of all goals in the Premier League. Early goal is necessary to get rid of their low block. Um, yes, I think it is. I think an early goal is necessary. I think Unai Emery knows that in every game he goes out to play because there's a reason we score goals early. And I think I think we try things early and then uh, we have a bit of a recidivist kind of mentality then after that um, to, to kind of uh, to, to kind of pull back and, and just do an Unai Emery on it. Um, I, for one, hope we can score an early goal again because we always look at different beasts when we score an early goal. We just do. We look more confident in ourselves and it give, gives confidence from the goalkeeper up. So, yeah, John, like that, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure that we're not going to be able to break down their low block. If they play like a Mangala, Fruller and uh, Kuate in midfield, I still think we'd be able to get at them. Because, but what Leicester did against us very well was they clogged the middle. They let us pass, but they let us go for the Hollywood pass. Um, or they forced us into going for a, the, that Hollywood pass, that maybe that intermediate ball into Watkins or into Bailey. Or, yeah, into Bailey at times. Out to Bailey, should I say, at times. But they didn't really do much of it when they picked us off. Yes, they scored that goal, and, and they had a couple of other opportunities. That's 100% there. But we owned the ball, and they just they, they kind of were comfortable allowing us pass it in certain areas, looking back at it. Forest ideally would probably do the same thing, but Forest went one 0 up against Leeds. They ended up losing two one. That could be that could be a massive, massive um, anvil blow or hammer blow, whatever you want to call it, to um, to their confidence. So an early goal would set us up for sure. Um, Dean Dean Everest says, "Have a brilliant time with Paddy this weekend, pal up the villa." Thank you so much, Dean. Um, so potty potty. Says I'm quite a young Villa fan, so uh, so much that I barely remember the O'Neill era. This is as good as it's been for Villa in my lifetime, and I tell you what, I'm loving it absolutely, absolutely. Like when I first started following Villa was um was ninety two, ninety two the, the late ninety two early ninety three season, and uh, then we went from there on, and we had ninety four where we won we were winning League Cup, we had ninety six where we won League Cup, we had European competition, we had Stan Collymore almost dragging us back into it against Atletico Madrid. We had trips to Trabzon Spore. We had Stum Godstraight. Like, we had all these, these. Uh, we had Inter Milan. Inter Milan in the in the uh, UEFA Cup. Uh, all these things, you know, that um, th- that happened. And then there was a very big barren spell. So for young young Aston Villa fans there, as I say, that have known maybe not much more than the Remy Guards or the, the Tim Sherwoods or the Paul Lamberts, or the Alex McLeishes of this world, this is fantastic. And I'm glad that you're loving it, Paddy. I'm glad that you are, because uh, that's what sport is all about. And that's what following a great team like Aston Villa is all about as well, for sure. Um, 
Where else are we? Uh, yeah, Scott, that's a good point. Johnson running at Young after playing three games this week is really my only worry. We should have enough to get the three points. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think Brennan Johnson has, has loads of talent um, and he's on a bit of form at the moment. Uh, but I think I think he's a better matchup against Ashley Young. Uh, for Ashley Young, should I say, than Harvey Barnes was. Um because I think uh, I don't think Brennan Johnson is as fast as Barnes, which is isn't the reason why. So I don't know why I said it, but I just think Ashley Young, because of the way they set up, because he's going to be more central. Uh, Brennan Johnson is going to be more central. I think Ashley Young will have more help um, from the, from a McGinn or maybe from a, a, a Ramsey pulling tighter. Um, so I think he'll have a small bit more help. But yes, a concern for sure, definitely there. Um, their uh their um talisman there mike warmbold just got to the hospital my wife to have her third child told her we need to get out of here saturday morning probably won't happen but i have the villa on here ready to go villa onesie here ready to go mike congratulations hope everything was absolutely fantastic for it um for you i really do and that'd be brilliant listen don't worry about aston villa for one weekend Go away and make sure that family that family comes first and get that uh, and 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 get and hopefully everything goes well and hopefully it isn't a long neighbor labor mic and to be honest with you if she catches you on your phone watching this she'll murder you so go back go back quickly <laughs> go back quickly there's a lot of hand holding to go to go before uh, <laughs> before she has it but best of luck with you guys and uh, let us know on our next uh, on the next podcast uh, how it went. Thanks, Mike. And, and uh, like, that's amazing. It's going to be such a great weekend. And if Villa win, you can go back, you can watch it back uh, afterwards and uh, you'll have two things to celebrate. That's fantastic. Um, Eden Derry Villa asks, is Kamara still injured or does Bertley deserve a start? Uh, Kamara likely is still injured. I think he still has a bit of a knock. Uh, I don't think he's trained this this week. I would be surprised if he is uh, available for the weekend. Um You've asked the six million dollar question. I think with regards to Bertie, are are those those cameos off the bench worth more than? Like, does he bring more starting than Bailey? Oh, that's a load of questions. I know I, the comments just going to fill up, but you guys know you know what I'm what I'm going to ask here. Does he? Is it just going to be the same as when we have when we start Bailey? If we start uh, Traore, but do we know that Traore can? do what he did at the, against Leicester coming off the bench, whereas we know that Bailey most likely can't. I've, I don't even know if I've explained myself well here. Um, yeah, answers in a postcard if you got if you got that. But my answer is, do I think he deserves that? I think he does, but I think for the better, I think for, for what he offers to the team, he can switch it on like a light bulb when he comes on because of his maverick nature, whereas Leon Bailey hasn't shown the ability to be able to do that at all yet. Um, so um, I think I might start him at the weekend. I think I would uh, start him at the weekend, but I think Unai won't. But I could be wrong. I think I've all bases covered there. I think I've all bases, bases covered there for sure. Um, dun, 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 dun. Gig Sharma asks, is it time for Duran? Yeah, I, I would have no problem with him starting this either. I just don't think he will. But I I would have no problem with him starting this game. Actually, I think this game might be a nice fit for him if they play a low block, if they play that Christmas tree formation. Because it would allow him then to drop off Watkins, come into midfield and do a small bit of bullying of Mangala. Not bullying, but you know what I mean. Body on, like, big body on big body, kind of Kuate, Mangala, 
Fruler, that kind of stuff, you know, being able to, to front up to them in, if we were to maybe drop our kick out to a small bit shorter. Maybe so. Uh, I think so. Uh, 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 so, Stato is in here. Aston Villa manager Unai Emery has never lost a Premier League home game against the promoted side. Won four and drawn one. Um, sorry for my yawn. I do apologize. Um, yeah, and, and Hookah SC says, many people say VFC Stato is the most sexy stats account on Twitter, and they're right. I, I have no reason to not believe that statement. No reason whatsoever to not believe that statement. So there you go. You've got a fan. You've got a fan, Stato. Lots of fans. Uh, Ashley Young scored Aston Villa's goal against Forest in their one-all draw in the reverse fixture this season. Last team he scored home and away Premier League goals against in the same season was Wigan in 2010-2011. I think I said we beat Forest earlier on. I do, I, but obviously I meant we drew them because um, I know we didn't beat them. Um, where else are we? Villa have won their last two Premier League games beating Palace, two Premier League home games, beating Palace 1-0 and Bournemouth 3-0. They've not won three in a row at Villa Park since, in the same campaign since August to October 20, 2007? Three home games in a row? I suppose that does sound about right, actually, now the more I think about it. It's not a typo, stat or no. It could be right, actually. Well, I'm... I'm I'm 100% it's right. You don't tend to make mistakes, Stato. But, you know, I'm just trying to process this on the fly here. It's a long time ago. Now, 15 and a half years ago. Crikey. Yeah, can't really call it Fortress Villa Park. Unless we do it. Well, if we do it at the weekend, we can. Wow. Yeah. Um. Where else are we? There's a lot of scores coming in here with 3 1. Uh, Line Pedersen says, uh, Line, yeah, oh my god, I hope I didn't butcher your name, but he said 3 1 win. Um, where else are we? Una, uh, Matt Sly says, uh, Una has brought a structure and a system to stick to. Uh, in all predicaments, we don't look scared after scoring like we usually do. Absolutely, do you know what? I agree. Um, God, do you remember the start of the season where we'd score a goal? And then 90 seconds later, we'll be picking it out of the back of the net. Everton. Bolton. Another game that I can't remember. That's actually a good point. We don't look We don't look like, yes, we've done a goal. Like when we score now. Because back then, it was so unstructured that we were going on long runs of not scoring. Um, and at times, long runs of not having a shot. And now everything is a lot more structured, and we're scored. We've scored in every um, every one every game, haven't we? So yeah, we have to be confident. I think have to be confident to that. All right. Um. Yeah. Garrett says he hopes that Bailey doesn't start. Yeah. I. I look as I say. It's um. I just. I. I. I think he's likely to start. Una Emery starts over Bertie. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I I I would probably start John Duran in this game, imagine all as it might be, and bring Bertie off the bench to try and change it up. Uh, is that the real Ty Bracey? Where's Ty? Bracey? Oh, there is Ty Bracey. Is that the real Ty Bracey? Hello, handsome man. Hello, handsome Ty. Unfortunately, is that oh yes? It's a... <laughs> okay, it is. So I'm just catching up in the comments here, guys, from stuff that was mentioned. 12 or 13 minutes ago so uh 
Whoa, Paul Miller. Thank you so much, man. Jesus Christ. Excuse my. See, I've been trying my best. Paddy's a bad influence. I've been trying my best not to swear on the podcast, but I think that deserves a Jesus Christ. Paul, sound man for that. Thank you so much. That is unbelievable. Thank you, Paul. I'm speechless. Genuinely, that's crazy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate appreciate everybody chatting in and, and and thanks a million for that, Paul. I really that's brilliant. Um Stato says AVFC Aston Villa have won each of their last three Premier League games played at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, keeping a clean sheet in all three of those games. Stato, can you confirm or deny that we have 23 points from 42-1 at home this season? If we're still there. I saw that stat there somewhere, and it just Maybe maybe we do, but it's I suppose when you think about it, it's seven wins, one draw. Doesn't seem like we've won seven games at home this season, but we probably have. You know, it just twenty three seems like a lot of points to have won from home one at home, considering that we have what? Uh forty one however many points, forty four points. Whoa. So making noise in my headphones. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, where else are we? I'm gonna scroll down here a small bit. Sorry if I miss anybody's chats. I see that I'm just catching up on on the Bertie uh, conversation I was having with myself there a while ago. Um, here's a question, Neil. Do you think Kanza or Ming should play for England? Um. Not until after the season, I don't. I want them to continue. Like, obviously, there won't be an opportunity to play for England between now and the end of the season, but um, I want them to concentrate. I think Ezri Kanza will never get an England call-up, but I think Ezri Kanza might play international football. Um, I think if Aston Villa got into Europe, I think Ezri Kanza could be called up with Portugal. Whether he accepts it or not now is another thing. Put it this way. Put it this way, if I was Stephen Kenny, I'd be rooting through Ezri Kanza's family tree to see if he had any Irish grandmother, put it that way. Um, Ezri Kanza's a good footballer. Very, he's, Ezri Kanza's a good footballer. I just think that there's... I don't, I don't think he'll ever get an England call-up. I'm not quite sure he... I think there's better defenders there. I think Mings is a better defender than him. Um, It's funny, actually, because I have a piece done on Ezri Kanza. Um, I've I've been delaying my centre-back scouting series, uh, centre-half scouting series. And the reason being is just I knew I wouldn't have an awful lot of time for coming up to this and me going away and and stuff like that. But uh, maybe in the middle of next week, I might do it. And It's it's an interesting look over the time Ezri Kanza has been at Aston Villa. It's it's mad. He's been given. He's been at, like it's it's funny. You know, in for, in football manager, when you can give people a role like stopper or ball playing center half or whatever, he's been given a role, and you can see both Gerard Smith and Una Emery have given him the same role. And and it's it's statistically it's plain as the no. It's very plain to see. And it goes again, like when you look when you're looking at players, even from a statistical point of view, when you're looking at them from a from an on, on field point of view, you know, do you know the way I do those radial graphs sometimes? Sometimes they can be a small bit misleading. Because I could put up Ezri Kanza's radial graph there. And because I've picked the middle of the road kind of uh, statistics that should show an all round defender, 
Ezri Kanza won't show up being very good in that. Because what he's been asked to do is very much, no one dribbles past you, you are the last line of defence, and do not get caught too far outside the box. And we'll, we'll take a look more into it when, we, when we're looking at the centre-halves, but he's a really interesting study. He really is. And, and, and you know what? If there ever was a taking one for the team award, it goes to Ezri Kanza because he doesn't do anything flash. And he's just, he, he's actually been, since, since probably the fourth game of the season this year, he's been really solid. Metrically, anyway, looking at him in the metrics. Been really solid. Um, yeah, 21 points at home, seven wins. Yeah, it would be seven wins too. Yes, that's that's two mathematical errors I've made. One is the scoreline in the um in in, in the, the reverse fixture against uh, against Forest. And another one here is my maths on trying to get to 23 points. For context, I've been up since about quarter to six this morning, and I've driven um roughly about 400 kilometers today so i'm uh <laughs> i'm gonna take i'm gonna take mats uh it won't be my strong point if there's any more of those coming up but yeah seven wins two draws five losses according to who scored well there you go there's your there's your 23 points yeah just i suppose seven wins and two draws doesn't seem as much as 23 points if that makes sense but it could be because i'm deliriously tired as well it could be because i'm deliriously tired um where else are we Del boy, thanks a million, Del. So man, thanks a million for that. I don't know, Del. Are you are you around for the game at the weekend? Did I hear that? Was Paddy saying that you were around or you were maybe going to be around? We're gonna to get to meet you at the weekend. Pop it in the chat there. That'd be class. Um Oh Del, no, you just popped in there, you said you can't make it. Okay, I thought, yeah, because I know Paddy said that you were maybe uh, for joining us at the weekend, but some other time, for sure, we'd love to get to meet you uh, when you're over there. Paddy is saying, Neil, oh, were you asking, did you, was that you that was texting me, Paddy, so four minutes ago? Um, where are you? Oh, Paddy, do you want, okay, wait, two seconds. I'm trying to talk, I'm talking to Paddy on four or five different mediums here. Uh, well, I, and, uh, <laughs> Okay, might have some announcements to make there in a moment. Oh, there it is. Paddy already announced it. Darren Lawler won the tickets. So you guys might know that um, Paddy had a ticket um, in the hold. The only problem was it was beside Paddy, so I can understand why it was going, why, why it was still going at this stage of the week. I joke. Um, Paddy had a ticket uh, in the hold, and he was giving it away um, to uh, one lucky person. And he asked people to basically more or less just email him or uh, message him why they think they should get the ticket. Kind of kind of like in Father Ted where they all had to write an essay as to why they should get one of the parachutes when they're all on the plane. You remember that? And uh, Darren Lawler is the winner of that ticket. So Darren, looking forward to seeing you at the weekend. And uh, well done. And uh, hopefully you are a lucky charm just like me. Uh, but uh, it's all right. We'll, if we win, you're the lucky charm. If we lose, I'm the bad luck charm. All right, we make that we make that agreement uh, right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Debo Tops is saying you have to read out all the emails, Paddy. No, we won't be doing that for sure. We won't be doing that for sure. Um, but well done, Darren. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you. Um, Richard knows asked, is it okay to say Jesus Christ over Easter? Well, the priests will be in trouble because they, they'll probably end up saying his name an awful lot over Easter. So I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that's going to do it. Um, I said I think I, I'm going to go with an optimistic 3-1 and realistically it's that, like, I, I think come game day I'll probably say 1-0 Villa. But at the moment I'm going to go 3-1 and it's not because I'm being cocky or anything. It's just because I really want to see goals. And be, behind this demure and, and tired exterior that you're seeing right now, I'm as giddy as a March hare about hopping on a bus tomorrow at 9 o'clock to get to Dublin Airport for about about half 11 to start sinking a few points to cure the nerves before hopping on the plane to get over to Aston to get on a get on a, a in a cab to get out to the social to get in into a cab and maybe then hit the town or hit some place for the night um so i'm excited about that and i hope you are all excited about the game as well going to try and get to team sheet tantrum as i said to everybody uh, we'll try and do one outside villa park as you all know finding wi-fi is almost like finding the end of a rainbow around around villa park but we will try it we are going to do a little video vlog of our time over in Birmingham myself and Paddy and we're going to release it later on next week with a bit of crack uh, it won't be of anything like the caliber of um of any of Max Stokes videos but you'll we'll try yeah we'll, we'll try and put something together just um because you know what's funny a lot of people ask us uh, or get on to both myself and Paddy uh, specifically coming from Ireland asking you know, when you fly in, what's the story about getting cabs? What's the story about getting getting buses? All these things, you know, that people who may be coming from overseas might be interested in. So we'll try and do that. Um, I'm saying that we will try and do it because we may not remember uh, to do all of it. But uh, we'll try and put a little vlog together on that uh, as well. And just kind of cataloging a bit of crack that we're going to have over there as well. Uh, just be a bit of an extra podcast for next week. So we'll try and do the team sheet tantrum anyway. We'll also maybe try and pop on for 10 minutes afterwards for a post-match. See if we can find, maybe we might find Dan Bardell. Maybe if Ty, if you're around, if you're hanging around afterwards, we'll get you on in, in the flesh. I still meet, I'm looking forward. Hopefully I get to meet you in 3D, uh, Mr. Bracey. But um, yeah, as I say, I'm going to be over there with bells on from tomorrow. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I uh, hope you are all are too. And I thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I thank you all for all the engagement, all the crack, all the, the comments and stuff like that. Um, and we'll have hopefully a ton more after the game uh, at the weekend. Just before I go, uh, Richard, thank you so much for that, Richard. I really, 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 really appreciate it. And that's the And you know what? We will. I will. I'm going to be. I'll be efforting as hard as I've ever efforted it before. Uh, you see, no one. I've been talking business speak all day today when I was down in the office. I'll be efforting, efforting today or to, on Saturday to get uh, to meet up with uh, to meet up with everybody, Canadian Pete included. Trying, I won't have a pint with Canadian Pete. I'll have a fine whiskey with Canadian Pete because uh, he's the man. He's a man who's who's a uh, whiskey tastes. I would like to indulge in um, for an hour or so before the game. But anyway, I'm talking. I'm talking nonsense now, but I do hope I get to meet Pete and everybody else uh, over the weekend. So I'm going to leave it at that, everybody. It's five minutes to 11 here in Ireland. i got to get some shut eye. I'll probably get about an hour of sleep before the child wakes up again because uh, she's been waking up all night. But anyway, it's not going to... I'll have plenty of time to sleep on the bus and on the plane tomorrow. So next time you see me, we'll be over in Birmingham. I really appreciate everything you guys do for the podcast as always. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.